podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. You're listening to the Cut to the Race podcast. It's lights out and away we go. Hello and welcome to the Cut to the Race podcast. Today we are going to do a silly season special. It's about that time where we discuss everything to do with contracts, drivers, teams, where they go, who's going to replace who, who could go where, who could leave the sport, etc. Um, to join me with this discussion, we have the wonderful Abby. How are you? I'm very well, thank you, Ollie. How are you? I am good. Thank you for asking, Abby. James, how are you? Not wonderful, apparently. <laughs> oh, I've done it again. I did this a little while ago, didn't I? Where I said, yeah. the, I said the beautiful Abby, and you went, "Well, I'm not beautiful." Um, Abby's the only one who's uh, got the gets the adjectives from you. I've noticed. Oh, really? We have, yeah. <laughs> we have the, the beautiful very... Abby who, who looks neither like Christian Horner nor uh, nor Helen Marker. <laughs> Uh, we have the, the, the wonderful... I need to think of new adjectives. But we have the nice chap, James McKenzie. I'll go with that. <laughs> Cheers, mate. Uh, James. It's just what you are. You're just a nice bloke. Um, just James. He's just Ken. And we have Sam the Clown. How are you? <laughs> I'm feeling silly. Appropriately for silly season. <laughs> Fantastic. All right. I don't really know where to start with this, guys. So um, how about we start by talking about who's out of contract at the end of uh, this season? Um, so on the last episode, we did mention Sergio Perez. He is not out of contract at the end of this season, interestingly. Um, he, his contract ends at the end of 24. As we know at Red Bull, that really doesn't mean anything. So out of contract at the end of this year, we've got Joe Guan Yu, Daniel Ricciardo, Yuki Tsunoda, Alex Albon, Logan Sargent. So these are the people that, unless anything dramatic happens, need to re-sign. Interestingly, guys, both both Ferrari drivers still in contract till the end of next year, so that sort of rules out any changes there. Um, where do we think the silly season actually is, rather than just trying to pull it out of thin air? Sam, I'm going to ask you, where do you think's particularly silly at this season? I honestly thought there would be nowhere. I, I, I genuinely thought there could be a chance that there would be no changes from the end of this year to, to next season. And... The zone news has come out of nowhere, as far as I'm concerned. Yes, like, no one's saying that he is staying the world alight. I don't think he necessarily has a higher ceiling as, say, a Teo Porcher. Teo Porcher is always going to be linked with that seat to a certain degree, because obviously he is a member of the Sauber Academy. But for Felipe Drogovic's name to be dragged into that conversation as well, I think is particularly intriguing, because... And and this brings me on to the, you know, Alpha, Tar- uh, Alpha Romeo being one side of the silly season. The second side of the silly season, which, again, another another surprise, could it be Aston Martin? Now, the you know, the you know, Felipe Drogovic being a kind of go-between there. If Lance Stroll doesn't stay in the sport, which, again, we're hearing rumours that, you know, and some of them are suggesting he wants to be a professional tennis player. I don't know how good he is at tennis, but... <laughs> 
And I don't know why I said that's so middle class. It's, like, it's, yeah, it's middle class sport tennis. Wimbledon, darling. Wimbledon. <laughs> Strawberries and cream. Um, I've never actually been to Wimbledon. I live quite near. Um, anyway, you'd think that Felipe Drogovic would be in prime position. However, as I mentioned last time out, Yuki Sonoda, Honda, Aston Martin, that could be interesting. Probably not this season, or next season rather, but come 2026. So, you know, it's it's difficult to see where that kind of long-term path is, especially with Fernando Alonso seemingly being evergreen, excuse the pun. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I'm, a, I'm a little bit confused as to where Felipe Drogovic goes from here. So maybe that's why there are talks going on. And again, that's speculation. We don't know. But this is a guy who turned down potentially a three-year deal with Chip Ganassi in IndyCar. So he clearly is eager to race um, in F1. So that's where I think the uh, I'm going on here a bit now. That's where I think the, the attention should be. Alfa Romeo and Aston Martin. Okay, well, I'm just going to add into that mix because Alex Albon, he's out of contract at the end of this season. Now there's been so much talk of him going to Ferrari. James? I was going to say that is the one that I could see being the the surprise. They're kind of out of nowhere. It feels like that kind of thing where you go, oh, yeah, it may be, but it probably won't happen. Carlos is doing fine and Alex is happy at Williams. And then it will just come out of nowhere. And then it will set all the, the cards falling, the domino effect. That's the one I feel like could trigger everything like we had Seb's retirement last year. It's going to have to be a surprise. And in fairness, it's always a surprise that causes a 2022-like chaos scramble to yeah. find a driver that's up to the calibre that you want. Um, and I, I honestly, I thought it would be Haas that would be the interesting... I thought Kevin Magnussen would potentially mm. be at risk. Uh, I think that, yeah, if... So if Alex did go to Ferrari, it's like, where would, yeah, who would then replace him? Where would Carlos go? Because Carlos isn't losing a, a seat on the grid unless he ended up in a, you know, sabbatical for a year if he got really caught out. He, you know, he could then be like, he's been linked to the Audi, future Audi seat to throw him into the mix there in in the Alpha, as it currently is, Sauber next year, eventually Audi. And then yeah. you go, oh, you know, maybe they'd prefer him to Valtteri. You know, Valtteri's quite expensive and he's not that, much ahead of Joe week to week. So, and then you go, oh, Valtteri, oh, maybe he goes back to Williams. Yeah, you know, it just, it can, you can see the, the dominoes fall in your mind kind of if, if one thing does happen. I feel like I need to get a massive piece of paper and draw out all the drivers and their teams and then draw arrows over where they could potentially go because it's very confusing trying to work it out. But Albon going to Ferrari, I hadn't thought about that. I could potentially see it in the future. I think he that's the kind of team that, even though they have like blunders nearly every weekend, that's the kind of team that I feel like he would do well at. Because to me, it kind of gives off similar vibes to Williams. But I think Williams are happy with how Albon and Logan are working together and developing and how Logan has already said that he is learning off of Alex and they work well together as a duo. I think they would stay there. If he did go to Ferrari, Sainz, I wouldn't want him to leave the grid, but I don't know what other team he would go to unless it is Audi and 
2026. I don't see him... I would see him taking a sabbatical and having time off, but I don't... Yeah. It's really difficult to predict. I feel like Carlos is too young for that kind of Fernando Alonso-esque sabbatical. Like a... It would be a forced sabbatical. And people keep on mentioning Mick Schumacher in the conversation about Audi. That's just... I'm sorry, but for me, that just isn't going to happen. I'm going to look like an idiot in three years' time when it does. (laughs) But... I, I just can't. I, can't, I just can't see a, someone of mixed caliber being in that conversation three years from now. Like there's there's other guys coming through, and he had two years at Haas, and maybe Haas wasn't the right environment, but yeah, it just didn't work for him. But moving back to Albon, I personally don't see it. I don't see the Ferrari thing. I don't know why. It just doesn't feel. It, it just doesn't. I don't know. I th- I also think that that Carlos uh, is he is he underperforming enough that they make a replace? I think it only becomes a a conversation for me is if one of them su- suddenly leaves for whatever surprise reason, and surely that's if only if an Aston Martin seat maybe comes out up, a Mercedes seat, a Red Bull seat. I can't see a McLaren seat coming up. And from there, like, unless you're really happy, unhappy with what's going on internally, why would you why would you leave as Ferrari? I mean, in terms of points and positions in the standings, technically it's Leclerc that's underperforming because science is higher than him. Um, but I think if Ferrari, whilst I can see Albon potentially going to Ferrari, if Ferrari were to go with another driver, I would say in the next couple of years it would be Behrman. Because, like, the F2 weekend at Zandvoort, the championship leaders, you had Pusher and you had Vesti making mistakes. And you had Martins and Dune and Iwasa also making mistakes and getting penalties. Whereas Behrman, yes, he retired from the race, but it wasn't him making a mistake. It was collisions with others and I feel like he has something about him we've all seen that that he could potentially be the next Ferrari driver if they if he leaves F2 and then they develop him on the side whilst they still have Leclerc and Sainz and then if one of them leaves they then put Behrman in I could see that happening I thought the Haas seat you know like Kevin Magnussen yeah certainly could have gone I thought that was potentially Behrman's and so I was surprised when it went uh because yeah he's been unlucky he could easily be leading that championship he's shown that he's just he's not gone quite his way for various reasons yeah it it always takes a little bit of time to get up to speed uh, for these young guys and and Behrman has mistakes in him like and you know you mentioned Zanvoort he did also he did go wide at turn one on the restart when when Vesti spun Behrman also went off he just got lucky. So, like, but I think the more critical weekend. He got hit, didn't he? He got hit. Was it by... hit by yeah. Martin was... twice? Were they playing? No, no Martin. Was... He got hit by Oasa, I think. Either way, doesn't matter. Either way. Correa. Yes, that's the one. Sorry, Abby. I apologize. Um, either, but either way, for me, the the standout week, the, the obvious weekend that you look at is the Baku weekend. I, I, I don't think you can really move past that because it's just. It was such an exceptional weekend. Um, but again, this brings the Alfa Romeo seat back into the conversation because we, Audi is now starting to throw a big spanner in the works in the conventional wisdom because that is no longer a intermediary for 
for Ferrari. They can't stick Behrman there like they did Leclerc. So that line of progression for them becomes more difficult. Might they have to take a risk with a rookie, which I can't remember a top team doing since, uh, a a competitive top team doing since, what, Lewis in 2007? Like, that's a long time ago. Yeah, and and you don't need to. I think that what this discussion has shown us is that there's so many drivers um, and not enough seats. I mean, we know that. that that's how F1 has always been. But you know, when you're, it's even bizarre that Daniel Ricciardo got a chance to come back. I don't think we know yet quite what the season's got in store. But again, it's going to be about performance. And, you know, the Williams as well with... Well, you did touch on it, Sam, but you, you said they weren't going to get rid of Sargent. Um, but when you're looking at performance, is there someone else who could take that seat? Uh, especially when you've got Alex Albon performing like that. Williams need to keep him, right? Yeah, but also I think there's a, a mutual interest there. And I didn't make this point initially with, with Albon and Ferrari. But if I was Albon, I'd be looking at Williams and I'd go... Okay, they're not where they need to be or want to be. And we know there's all these factors. However, I don't know how you guys feel about James Vowles, but he has been a star in my eyes this year. From even the little things, like the little explainer videos they do, where he talks to the camera and he says, the reason why Alex went off in Australia is because of this, this, and this. And actually, you know, and and even being so open about, you know, Logan, we're, we're supporting him, we want him for a second year, when everyone's going to drop him. For me, that seems like a really positive environment and one that's probably really motivating because you get a P8, you get four points over a weekend, you're like, yes, that is a good result. So I I can see Alex wanting to grow with that. And also, they've given him a new lease of life. He seems like the kind of guy who want, who'd want to repay that debt if he felt like there was one there. And personally... I, I would rather be with Williams and Ferrari. I think they they seem to know what they're doing a little bit better. I think I think to your point, Sam, it's a it's a nicer environment where with Ferrari they're making mistakes every weekend. It does seem from from outside to be a bit of a mess um, and a bit of a team you know falling apart. So yeah, I'm with you on that actually. Well, let us know what you think. Who's going to go where? Um, give us your thoughts. Info at formulanerds.com or you can tweet us or X us at Formula Nerds um, and all the other socials. But, James, thank you very much for joining us. Pleasure. Can't wait to see how the rest of the season plays out. Yes, I think this will be the start of plenty more conversations. Um, Abby, thank you. Thank you for having me. And last but not least, Sam. Loved as always. Oh, wow. (laughs) Loved as always. (laughs) And we will see you next time. Goodbye. You're listening to the Cut to the Race podcast. It's lights out and away we go. Sports Social Podcast Network.